Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. It depends on who you talk to. Some say today is fantastic. Others say it's too hot and humid. But we are not dealing with the heat and humidity that is affecting Europe, especially the UK and Paris and Spain and Portugal. It's just out of control over there, isn't it, Tom? They have a far uh, longer record of weather observations to compare it to. Their records go back to the 1700s and even before. And there was a fascinating article in the Washington Post today uh, that puts this in perspective. First of all, only 5% of homes in the U.K. are air-conditioned because they're an island nation surrounded by cool water. So to have a 104-degree high temperature, which is what they had yesterday, that's never occurred before during the term of instrument records. And there are indications from paleoclimatologists that look back to climate before the advent of weather instruments and readings from them. They suggest it may have been thousands of years since they have it, uh, since anything like this has occurred. Here's an interesting comment in this Post article. They made the comment that Queen Victoria, William Shakespeare, and Henry VIII probably never faced heat of that intensity unless they traveled somewhere else in the world. So um, this is really off the charts unusual over there. And, you know, they've had over a 1,000 people perish due to heat in Portugal and Spain. They have tens of thousands who have been uh, evacuated because of wildfires burning. In Italy, the drought is so bad that they've had to harvest tomatoes early, and they've got rivers that that, uh, irrigate their agricultural land that are down to trickles now. So this is a um, far-flung problem all through Europe, but the U.K. is just, it's off the charts there, no question. Yeah, Tom Skilling is with us. We check in with Tom every Tuesday. It is brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. We checked in with a friend of mine in uh, the northern part of the UK, probably like 200 miles north of London yesterday, and he was telling us that the runway at an airport didn't buckle, but at two airports they were melting. Yeah, no question about it. You know, the infrastructure out there has not been built for this sort of heat. And uh, if you've ever traveled through Europe, you know that air conditioning is not nearly as available, except in the major hotels and all, as it is here. And the reason for that is their climate. Up till now, you know, they have breezes off the Atlantic Ocean that sweep across France and Spain and Portugal. Although Spain and Portugal regularly get very hot because they get the air up from the Sahara, which is, by the way, where this has come from. This heat uh, moved across the Mediterranean. First into Spain and Portugal, then into France, Germany, and finally it reached the U.K. yesterday. So it's been an expanding heat wave. This is the second heat wave they've had this summer, and they've had some monumental heat waves over there that really affect folks because they don't have the kind of air conditioning that we've got uh, over here. Hey, did you see the video of that dust devil? Last week we talked about the dust devil in Las Vegas at the Luxor Hotel. And then lo and behold, just days after we talk about that, one pops up on Interstate 90 in Montana, and it led to the death of six people. Oh, it's terrible. You know, um, these occur regularly with the monsoonal thunderstorms in the southwest, south of Montana. 
And what happens there, Lisa, you know, the outflow from these thunderstorms can produce uh, damaging winds. We're familiar with that here. Imagine, though, this outflow going over dry terrain. They have a drought condition in Montana, much as they do in much of the American West. That area is in the worst drought, uh, by some accounts, in 1,200 years. So uh, even in Montana, where they've had 100-degree temperatures in recent days, uh, these thunderstorms have bubbled up, and then they produce these strong winds over dry terrain. And whammo, you have all this dust that goes in the air that restricts visibility. And they have the same problem in Arizona and uh, the desert areas in Nevada, Southern California. This picks up dust, and if you're on a highway, the visibility goes down to nothing. And it's like us when we're stuck here in a major snowstorm and trying to follow the lights on the truck or the car in front of us and hope like heck that these people know where they're going because we're going to go off the road with them the same way uh, they are if they somehow misjudge the road. So you lose your orientation in dust. And it's not surprising to hear an accident like that has occurred, as tragic as it is. You know, and it's summer vacation season. So although this all seems far away, it really isn't. We're talking about Interstate 90. We're talking about people who might be landing or traveling to Europe in the next couple days who will be met with something they're not expecting as part of their summer holiday. Yeah, absolutely, Lisa. And, of course, I I know you're aware of uh, what happened in Hawaii uh, the big waves that hit over there. I mean, there's some incredible video we've all seen. One of that wedding that was set up. And I've been over there when they run weddings like that. They're beautiful. They're right on the coastline, right near the ocean. But normally you don't have 20 to 25-foot waves. They had the biggest onset of waves in, by some accounts, 25 years that hit in particular the big island of Hawaii, which is the southernmost of the Hawaiian Islands, and then Maui, which is right next to it. And, uh, you know, the surfers love it, but folks on the coastline, there's video of a condominium which is being topped by waves, Uh, and there have been reports on social media that uh, there were actually condos destroyed right on the coastline and very seriously damaged. So this was something, and you know what's interesting about that? There had been the remnants of a hurricane, Darby, that had gone by. The storm itself had died out, but it takes a while for its waves to drop uh, uh, drop down. But that wasn't the source of these waves. These waves uh, originated on the, in the southern Pacific, south of the equator, where it's winter now. And they get these big storms that go across the south Pacific to the west of South America. In the case of these waves that hit Hawaii, it looks like they might have formed with a storm off Antarctica. There's a jet stream that blows around Antarctica and produces mammoth storms thousands of miles from Hawaii where these waves arrived, and yet the waves came from all that distance away. They call them a south swell out there. There's a name for that phenomenon uh, because these uh, waves come in from the south, and they were accurately forecast. Uh, The Weather Service folks out there were talking as early as Friday and Saturday night that there'd be waves that would swamp the beaches and all the rest, and they had to shut beaches down. And if you've ever watched those waves in Hawaii uh, doing their thing, that's a sight to see. They're yes. formidable. Yeah. If you haven't seen that video, we're going to take a, a quick break. Go check out that video of the waves crashing over a three-story condo in Hawaii and then just wiping out a wedding. Tom Skilling is joining us. He'll be back in just a moment. But first, to check on weather and traffic with Mary Vandeveld. Sugar.
Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent, and I'm so excited on Tuesdays because Tom Skilling joins us. And I was thinking, Tom, do you ever feel like you're going to go rogue and perhaps wear jeans like like Paul Conrad on the morning show? Oh, you know, um, I'll tell you, being skinnier now, I always felt awkward about dressing down. But um, now, being a little thinner, maybe I'll do that sometime. You know, I've... uh, (laughs) You know, we're, we're, we've been filming a, a climate piece, and we were out at Lake Mead and all, and I was uh, wearing shorts on that. And I don't think I've ever <laughs> done stand-ups for a news report that we're going to air in shorts, but you felt like you could do it because it was hot as Hades out there. And um, um, so, uh, yeah, maybe I ought to do that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Lisa. <laughs> what the heck? In fact, you, you, are you feeling great? Are you so happy that you had the surgery? Oh, I, I, best thing I ever did. You know, I, I'll tell you something. I, I get uh, uh, emails from folks who are contemplating this gastric bypass procedure, and I tell them, don't be afraid of it. There's no question. You've got to do your homework and know what you're getting into on this, and life is going to change uh, based on what you eat after that. But, oh, my gosh, the health benefits are monumental and well worth the effort. Uh, no question about it. I'm glad. I'm glad you look great. You sound great. But the smile and the personality is what draws us to you. Um, so what is Chicago looking at? I mean, we're in our own little miniature heat wave right now, but not to be unexpected in July. No, that's true. And I'll tell you, our neighbors out in the plains have been broiling. Uh, there were temperatures up to 110 degrees yesterday, breaking records in Nebraska, Kansas, they had hundreds all the way up to Montana yesterday and through South Dakota. Rapid City got up over 100. Uh, gosh, North Platte, Nebraska. Chatter in Nebraska at 110 degrees yesterday. So uh, what we're getting, Lisa, is a little offshoot of that incredible heat out to the west of us. And we've got an above-normal temperature regime that's settling in now for the next two weeks. Um, the next couple of days, we'll see almost every day flirting with 90 uh, and uh, the chances for rain are not very high this uh, this work week. We may get an isolated thunderstorm to bubble up in a spot or two tonight and again later tomorrow or tomorrow evening. But the coverage on that will be less than 10% of our area. And the rest of the work week looks dry and moderately humid, turning more humid as we get to Friday. It'll be the weekend when a few scattered thunderstorms uh, Saturday become a little more numerous affecting perhaps 50% of the area on Sunday. We're heading into pollination period for our crops here, and it's got to rain during that period in order for the corn to fill out and the soybeans to develop the way they should. Absolutely. So a critical period in agriculture. It is crucial. They, I'm telling you what, farmers are on edge year-round. Year-round, you know? No question. <laughs> hey, I, I'll tell you, they, they work in an occupation which is very weather-driven, and therefore... You gotta pay attention to the weather. It's like aviators and mariners. Everybody, these groups all deal with an intimate relationship with the atmosphere and our weather, and they they worry about it, and with good reason. Do weather scientists like you, or is there any division that ever looks at the psychology of Americans and why, when they're given a weather warning, often they ignore it? Uh, oh, yeah. You know, because there's got to. Me, I'm in the basement. If I if I think that there's any risk, I'm I'm eliminating my chance of risk. But there are people that throw themselves into it either for the picture or they just think they know better. What is that psychology about? You know something uh, that is an excellent question, and yes, it is being looked at. You know, the Weather Service 
uh, with its improved warnings, is concerned, I know, uh, about the number of people that still die in tornado outbreaks. And people, for instance, when hurricanes are coming in and they refuse to leave their homes on the coastline, you can kind of understand what they're thinking about. They're afraid of looting and stuff like that. But if you've got a storm coming in that's going to put your home underwater, you don't want to be in that home, and yet people stay there. And what the Weather Service has done, Lisa, has brought sociologists in on it to try and figure out better ways to communicate for all of us who send warnings out to communicate to folks and underscore the potential significance of the situation that's developing, hoping to better address that. And by the way, there's a whole field known as biometeorology that looks at the way our bodies and all react to changing weather conditions, everything from the way medicines work to our psychology and certain weather conditions and all. It's all intimately related. Uh, we you know, think a lot about the weather around us. I bet, because I'll tell you what, you talk to any older person with arthritis and they will tell you that it oh, yeah. is it flares up because of the weather, certain weather patterns. No question. You know, if you talk to maternity nurses, they'll tell you in many cases that there are more babies in their experience that are born in and around thunderstorms. And it turns out uh, pressure oscillations around thunderstorms can, for some women in the final stages of pregnancy, uh, bring on uh, childbirth. Uh, You know, maybe just enough to kick the system into, hey, it's time now to give birth. Uh, You know, and so They'll tell you many times that they see a lot more babies born in and around thunderstorms. I've had nurses tell me that's not everybody's experience, but that's the experience of some. And there's a case where weather is affecting, you know, the way our bodies uh, function. So, uh, Tom, that climate piece that I know you've been working extensively on, you know, from the East Coast to Hawaii to Lake Mead, when do you think you'll have that all put together? Our plan now, Lisa, is October, but it's, it depends a lot. We have a couple of things yet to do. This is going to be kind of a long. We're going to look at a lot of facets of this issue, and we've been busy already with it. We have more to do. Uh, so we're quietly putting it together so that we can comprehensively look at this. And we're also looking at the things that are going on on the positive thing. You know, you look at a Chicago-based company like United Airlines and the seriousness with which they take the whole issue. They're looking at developing less polluting biofuels. They've, they're going to buy electric planes for short runs. Uh, the electric planes will never work for the long runs, at least at this point. But uh, it could be that you know, regional runs uh, could be supplanted by less polluting electric uh, planes. So there, there's a lot of stuff going on and a very positive thing, and we're going to look at that, too. Well, I can't wait. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us because it's so in-depth, and there are so many things that are just not on our radar. So thanks for tapping into a few of those today, Tom. I hope you have a great day. Lisa, you too, and stay comfortable through the warmth. <laughs> Always good to talk to you, Lisa. Great to talk to you, too, and that is the key. Stay comfortable. Tom Skilling our beloved meteorologist in Chicago from WGN-TV. Hey, Steve has your 4 o'clock news that is coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom on 720 WGN. We're Chicago's favorite.